from 1924 when he threw rocks around a canyon down into the modern age he's been a boon companion though many folks have seen him know now none of them have held him or brought a decent hand sample to dr jeffrey meldrum you're walking through the woods one night and you see a vague footprint Build a mold and cast that bitch, cause it could be a hit. But if you've never seen a Sasquatch, just seek and you will find. Because Bigfoot is a state of mind. Yes, Bigfoot is a state of mind. Hey everybody, welcome to the Hidden Zoo, where every week we make fun of an animal that probably doesn't exist. I'm Don, and with me as always is Blake. Hey Don. Hello Blake. Now we don't have a guest this week. But we uh, we do have some great news to start with. All the news you can use. All the Bigfoot news you can use. You know what What's we new with news? What we you know what we missed a couple of weeks ago was that Utah Bigfoot video I sent you. That's just like a dark blob off. Oh right, yeah. Half a mile away. Something that could be anything. It's clearly a Sasquatch. Hey, why not Bigfoot? Yeah, why not? It. I mean. It could be whatever you want it to be. But uh, the the news that hit my inbox earlier today is a report on the upcoming Hastings, Nebraska, third annual Bigfoot Conference. Third annual, woo, at the former airport Holiday Inn. <laughs> I told Ryan about it, and he said, uh, because he lives like an hour and a half from Hastings. He said, well, you gotta, next year you got to come, and then we can go. And I think Let's I see. will. Once they reset that conference room after the cat show, it's going to be all Bigfoot all day. Yeah, baby. And, you know, you'll probably have, like, some drunk salesman walking into the wrong conference and getting really confused. (laughs) Oh, I thought they wanted to buy some air conditioning supplies. This doesn't look like the egg show. I wanted to fuck some bitch from Iowa, and all I see is apes. All these ma- all these married dudes cruising for Bigfoot. <laughs> yeah, you know, lumber cruising. That's right, lumber cruising. <laughs> so the this is put on by a woman named Harriet McFeely. No relation to uh, Mr. Rogers' mailman, I hope. Mr. McFeely. It's Mr. McFeely. And the news re- report from the Star Herald. Wait, hold on. Which Where's the Star Herald? Scott's Bluff Star Herald. So you know this is quality journalism. Uh, says, for McFeely, her belief in Bigfoot began in May 1953 when she was eight years old. She watched Sir Edmund Hillary as he became the first man to climb Mount Everest. About three quarters of the way up, she saw footprints ahead of him going up the mountains. Oh, shit. It couldn't be that there were Sherpas with him who were blazing a trail. Somebody's on that. I like that they've had a reporter on the Bigfoot beat. You know, it's uh, it's a slow always in Nebraska. Damn it, that's my beat, Terry. You knew it. You can't hold the Bigfoot beat. I do all the Bigfoot news. That's a the print. Your Bigfoot stories are old hat. <laughs> Stop the presses. My, my favorite part, though, of this whole thing is... Uh, is McFeely's partner in Lima, Montana, who has been conducting Bigfoot research for more than 50 years. And just interjection here, Bigfoot research is basically surfing the internet and then looking outside, right? How much research is that? Like you you put on an overpriced photographer's vest and an underpriced fedora and you just tromp through the Montana wilderness. You just like go through the scrublands. Researching. Yeah. It's, uh, it's not exactly science. So here's what he says. He discovered, well, okay, this is McFeely saying what he said. Quote, he discovered Bigfoot are braiding the manes of horses. Some have braided their tails. Well, Bigfoot just got back from Jamaica and learned a couple of things. Yeah, I mean, he, he's got to make money somehow. You know, that's a good, when, the people trolling up and down the beach in Jamaica make good money doing those braids. He's just, that's how you identify which horses are basic bitches. Mm Mm-hmm. And, you know, if the horse has an infinity symbol tattoo, (laughs) all the better. Says, like, hope on one side and faith on the other and Bigfoot braids. So, questions. Kanji thrown in there. How 
first of all, who decided that Bigfoot is its own plural? I don't like that. Oh, what would your plural? I, How would you pluralize Bigfoot? I can't decide personally between Bigfoots or Big Feet, but I don't I like, like I don't like Bigfoot. You like what? I like Bigfoots. Bigfoots. Uh, they're both pretty silly, but Bigfoot as its own plural sounds less silly, and that's why I don't like it as much. Like, it sounds like an attempt to, to sound more legit by saying, oh, no, it's like deer or fish. It's Bigfoot. What would a group of Bigfoots be? <sighs> Business is taken. That's ferrets. A stomp. A stomp? <laughs> a squanch? So, oh, that's the yes. A squanch. A squanch of squatch. Squanch. Yeah, I like it. Squanch. It's official. So, uh, second, watch a Bigfoot's. second question, how did the Bigfoot learn to braid? I don't, maybe, I don't know. I don't have a good, I don't have a good joke for that. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you already used your joke about Jamaica. Maybe Bigfoot was in prison. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe maybe Bigfoot, like, you know, when he was in, like, second and third grade and the teacher would be doing story time and all the girls would sit in the line breeding each other's hair and he was like, I want to learn, too! And he sat in the back and he learned... But I learned how to do know. at camp. Also, I can make a god's eye. Yeah! I, I dip candles. Bigfoot can do all sorts of fancy stuff. Um, and third, most... What? So give me some of that bug juice. <laughs> most salient... Uh, how how did how does he know it's a Bigfoot? It's Brady here. Yeah, there's just some some hermit in the woods who's Brady who passes the time. Well, maybe maybe it's somebody who like used to do crop circles, but all Montana agriculture is dying, so they had to get the rocks <laughs> off somehow. I don't know. Ooh, it's a ooh. pretty odd thing to attribute to Bigfoots. <laughs> there's a man who lives near North Bend. Uh, state unidentified, who has been documenting the braiding of his black and white pinto mare for the last six years. Damn. Wow. He has documentation he, of dates, times. information this whole time? Um, this is, I don't know how we didn't know that Bigfoots could braid horse manes. He's been holding this news hostage for six years? Uh, at least. But he has documented phases of the moon and the weather patterns and the dates and times of the horse's hairs. Hair has been braided. This is compelling evidence. Do you oh, think? Does he have a PowerPoint we can watch? Uh, probably if we go to the conference. <laughs> I bet he does. A bunch of guys with beards just stroking their chins. Mm. Oh. oh, shit. My beard just got braided. Bigfoot must have been here. Did anybody see him? I yeah. do really want to go to one of these things sometimes. Yeah, I really do. This is coming up it, this weekend. Get a room um, in the hotel where the conference is happening. Be part of all the all the crypto crypto parties, mm-hmm. after hours crypto parties. <laughs> oh man, it's gonna be just like Dragon Con, except smaller and worse. <laughs> but more, more, I think a better story. What's your cryptid cosplay gonna be? Oh, uh, Mothman. That's pretty good. That would be. That'd be really silly and ridiculous. Get some some big red glasses. And a nice moth. I'm sure you could find a moth costume. Oh easy. yeah. Or I could I'm that's the kind of thing that'd be pretty easy to make too. Yeah. You know, just like cool. like hook hook the wings up to my arms in such a way that I can make them flap. Or just or, make them make them a backpack. <laughs> a, yeah, yeah. That wouldn't be I, I could I could do that. So I'm at the website of the Bigfoot Crossroads of America Museum and Research Center. And uh, the only things they have are the upcoming events. That's it. That's the entire thing on the website. So, uh, oh, okay. Here we go. I found the conference brochure. Uh, Okay. Day one. Presentation called Urban Bigfoot. By Robin Roberts of Sir Sasquatch Investigation of the Rockies. <laughs> oh, we'd have to come up with our research our research foundation's name too. <laughs> um, Hand out cards. <laughs> dressed, dressed as crypto zoological creatures, <laughs> <It's> cryptids. 
Oh, Bigfoot would be too obvious. I think maybe I'd be a chupacabra. Yeah, that'd be fun. I mean, you're but you're too big to be a chupacabra. They're teeny weeny. That's true. Uh, you could be a globster. <laughs> Just dress in that costume. Dress in, dress in the maggot costume that Conan used a zillion times in the nineties. <laughs> also, double as a lumpy space princess. I have a feeling we've discussed this before. <laughs> I think we have. I think we've covered this before. We have, but I really now want to go to a, what a serious crypto le- lecture dresses crypt i think this is different than what i thought it was gonna do like claim that we didn't know if we if 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 they do this again next year i seriously think let's start planning if it's around mid-february next year flights around the midwest are cheap as fuck this time of year because no one wants to come here yeah so i bet you could get out here for 150 bucks where is it at it is uh in nebraska Hastings, oh. Nebraska. So you probably fly into Lincoln, which is a nice little airport, or not Lincoln, um, Omaha, and then drive hour or two. Yeah, I've been to Omaha. Um, I, man, I want to learn about urban Bigfoot. I have this uh, like like Bigfoot in a nice, well tailored suit. That's just code for Black Bigfoot. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's urban. That's uh, one of those big hairy thugs. He yeah. he he braided my daughter's hair. These these urban bigfoots with their pants sagging too low, eating wrap snacks and takis. <laughs> I hate it when urban bigfoots roll up and their music so loud. Uh, you ever been to an urban bigfoot theater? Everyone's yelling. God, God. Okay, so after that, uh, Strange Creatures Seldom Seen by John Worms from Manitoba, Canada. Then lunch. <laughs> I wonder, do you think it's catered? Uh, for lunch. I, hmm, good question. Does it, do we have a menu? Do we have a menu? No, um, but there is a hot breakfast at the Holiday Inn Express. And we'd have to, we'd have to send them just bombard them with questions and then read their responses on the podcast yes we would demand demand a lunch menu (laughs) (laughs) there's like a gluten-free option no we would have to buy we would have to buy a well we'd record it on our phone i guess but we'd have to record that shit (laughs) just read all their emails from us asking them all these silly questions okay so after lunch uh a panel or a, a talk called sierra sounds by ron moorhead and I, I have to imagine that that is just like a guy playing a whole bunch of <laughs> <laughs> just like every weird ass sound he ever picked up anywhere that he th- that he doesn't know what it is. So it's obviously a Sasquatch. An hour of that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and here's one. Here's one that I heard when I was up skiing at Tahoe. <laughs> sure, that sounds like Goat Boy. No. So then we have a linguist. It's the talk is just called linguist Scott Nelson. I don't. What the fu- is he going to like discuss the phonemes of Bigfooties? We've deciphered what Bigfoot is, or maybe I mean, it's why why other animals can't make that that noise. I guess it makes sense he would follow Sierra sounds. You know. Yeah. And then closing thoughts with Harriet the Bigfoot Lady. And then closing there is... Ceremonies? Uh, no, because we're not done yet. That's just Friday. Um, oh, it's small. Okay. Then there's the Friday night evening event. There's a meet and greet. And then Tom and Peggy Seward, Canadian Indians, present uh, the, the night, the evening entertainment, longtime history with the Sasquatch and native Indian dancing. Okay, because they're probably... I wonder if they know what if they knew what this was before they said they said yes. I, I man, if they're there, if we go and they are there, I want to try to corner them and ask him like, okay, so you're just fucking with the white people and taking their money, right? <laughs> I hope they're right. <laughs> you're not doing this for you. Don't believe this, right? Oh, I want to. It would be so much fun to host our own and invite <laughs> serious Bigfoot people, but then make the entire proceeding <laughs> just really <laughs> super silly. <laughs> Rise for the Bigfoot color guard. <laughs> Bigfoot color guard. Just a in. bunch of people in Bigfoot costumes walking in with flags of the world. Post the colors and <laughs> do a Bigfoot invocation where there's like a, <laughs> a guy, a guy a just like moaning guard. and groaning. 
like wearing a stole and he just yells Bigfoot nonsense at you. But we have somebody interpreting in English and <laughs> ASL. A sign language interpreter. <laughs> oh man, we need uh GoFundMe. We need a GoFundMe for this right now. Okay, Saturday. Uh Mike Johnson from Sir is back with Sasquatch investigation of the Rockies. And then Dan Nadrello, just a guy, is... Uh, hold on, I have to sneeze. <laughs> Excuse me. If we edited, we would edit that out. Dan Nadrello is here with Northwest Sasquatch sightings. Then Daniel Perez from the Bigfoot Times. More insights on the Patterson-Gimlin film. What the fuck else can you get from that? There's new evidence. Oh, we found more pixels, you guys. We found more resolution. Now we can see it better. That's Saturday after afterwards. Saturday night is the after hours rave. Uh, I wish. There's got to be a DJ with a cryptid name we could hire. DJ Squanch. DJ Chupacabra. Okay, then lunch, and then Don Monroe. Oh, this must be the the guy from uh, uh, Montana because his presentation is called "The Braided Horses Are Coming." That's what it's called. Hi, I'm Don Monroe. I'm a distant fourth cousin, seventeen times removed of founding father Paul Revere. The things I am announcing are far less exciting. Bigfoots be braiding the horses. And then another talk from the Canadian Indians. And then 315 to 415 is all it says. 315 to 415, Bobo. Bobo? That's all it says. Is it all in caps? Uh, no. An acronym for something? No. Maybe it's, uh, maybe it's the cryptozoology clown. Bobo. Bobo comes out with a squat suit, a red nose, and a silly hat. One of our guys has a chimp, and they just turn him loose <laughs> for an hour <laughs> for research purposes. Should he rip my face off? <laughs> Write that down. We're doing research. My face hurts. That's good data, sir. It's science if you write it down. And uh, then we have hey, 415... Oh, wait, no. Bobo's doing a talk called Finding Bigfoot. I I misread this. Okay. It just looks weird because oh. Bobo is such a short name. So he must Bo- be from that show. Bobo? Let me see. Find- that sounds, oh, oh. Doesn't that sound exactly like one of the guys from that stupid show? Yeah, there's... Uh, what's the cast of Finding Bigfoot? Bigfoot. Bobo. Oh, yeah, there's all... big. He oh. lost weight. He yeah. was sick. James Bobo Fay. Yeah, he's a character from that show. I like. So thank you for referring to him as a character and not as a person. He's a character. He totally is. I mean, he might be just a character, but he's also on a TV show. Uh, so then at 4.15, we have recognition of speakers, recognition of staff and volunteers, the raffle winners. Ooh, I wonder what the prizes are. Like a, a squatch hair? You get to kick it with Bobo. <laughs> When a, when a date with Bobo. Oh, that sounds like a just a dream. Uh, and then closing thoughts with Harry, the Bigfoot lady. So, <laughs> closing ceremony. They should call it closing ceremonies. There is no Bigfoot rave. And I was actually kind of excited for a second because I scrolled down and it said, book your hotel now for special Bigfoot rates. And I thought it said, book your hotel now for special Bigfoot raves. And I was about to get real excited. Because I bet that Bobo dude can get down. Oh, shit, yeah. Like, he's going to bring all the molly. He'll bring all the drugs, and he'll just be having a good time. Everybody will take some MDMA and dance to DJ Squanch. Playing playing some Bigfoot dubstep. It would be so trill. We got to do this, dude. Organize a way better Bigfoot Bigfoot thing than this. It's only 15 bucks a day. (laughs) Well, so you drop like two hundred for a hotel room. It's no, bucks a day. It's in Hastings, Nebraska. There's no way it's two hundred for a hotel room. Let me. I'm going to check the Hastings, Nebraska Holiday Inn Express. Hold on. I mean, for like the, the whole weekend. It's probably what, like eighty bucks a night or something. Let's see. Holiday Inn Express. It could be more than a hundred. Hastings, Hastings, Nebraska. Nebraska. Book this tonight. Uh, if we're going to book. 
to the Friday night. So, I mean, really, you really just have to book one night. You know, you get there Friday, you stay Friday night, you leave Saturday. But assuming you do two nights, Friday and Saturday, yeah, it's 100 bucks a night. But that's like week of. So it's possible that it's cheaper. Oh, and it's, it's also and possible, of course. Like, that's just one of the hotels that's that she offers. Where the fuck is this? Do they give you an event rate? Oh, it's at the Hastings City Auditorium. It's not even at a hotel. Hotels? So <laughs> there are plenty of other hotels in the area. So I assume that's a free space. Uh, God, I hope so. They just checked out ahead of time. Free space. Yeah, if you want to stay at the Quality Inn, it's 75 bucks a night. Well, you know, once they get their Warhammer 40K tables out of the way, <laughs> the public game club had, had it Friday morning. The reason there isn't a rave is because Saturday night is town hall meeting night. Somebody has to come in and complain about, like, a dog they heard. <laughs> so you guys got to be out of here by 6 because for bingo. <laughs> your weird, your weird Bigfoot noise is out of here. But Mar- we haven't announced Mar- the raffle yet. Oh, for dude, dude, <laughs> we have to go to this next year. I want to, I want to see Bobo. <gasps> but there, yeah, it does say there's a special rate because I just read that and then immediately forgot about it. If you're, a, if you are attending the Bigfoot conference and you mention it, you'll get a special rate at these four hotels if you book two weeks in advance. Oh fuck! I'm tempted <laughs> to just just buy a ticket and go. Just gonna, that, would be, just, that would be a really silly, fun weekend to just attend. A, we yeah. have to at some point. Yes. Go to one of these. And have a, a silly weekend in Hastings, Nebraska. <laughs> Let's see. If I go, well, give me motivation to buy a Bigfoot costume. Yeah. And not an expensive one either. A real fucking cheap one. A bad one, yeah. Here's the thing. If I really wanted to. Wait, hold on. It's March 15th. Uh, oh, wait, no. No, all the flights to Omaha are super duper. If I want to leave. And then, and then claim that I made it. And everyone's like, cool, yeah. Bigfoot cost. Like, yeah, I made this. Yeah. All these all these Bigfoot hairs are hand, are hand punched. Yes, this is, uh, this is a combination of uh, mohair and goat hair, much like the Chewbacca costume. Wendy for her Chewbacca costume. Oh, fuck. Okay, now I want to look something else up before we move on to my actual cryptid. <laughs> uh, Seattle Bigfoot Conference. There's got to be a, oh, a good one in the Northwest somewhere. There what? isn't one in 2019. Damn. Uh, international. The International Bigfoot Conference... Uh, Facebook, uh, uh-huh. Bigfoot conferences, Ohio Bigfoot conference, Texas Bigfoot conference, International Bigfoot conference, 2019. You have to be at least a thousand miles from any Bigfoots to have a Bigfoot conference. Uh, okay, so there's one in Kennewick in, at the end of August. Oh, okay. That's close. It's yeah. really close. Oh, shit, dude. Travis Walton's going to be there. Wait, who's that one? Fire in the Sky? Alien Abduction? Oh, that guy. Yeah, that'd be great. Bob Gimlin. Oh, I know that name. That's oh, shit. He's still coasting off of... What did that happen? Like the late 70s, allegedly? Yeah, it's like he and his redneck friends went out and got drunk and... Pass out the field and then oh, alien. Oh, it was alien. So that's coming up in your neck of the woods. Uh, I doubt I can make it out there twice in a row, this or twice this year. But we'll see. I did just get a raise. Uh, looks like every, uh, occasionally there's one in Pocatello, Idaho. Oh, that's a ways for me. Hobnobby a Bigfoot festival. That's Oklahoma. Nineteen seventy-five. Shit. I have, I'm surprised he's still alive. No flake, Arizona. He's okay. 61. No, in November, there is a Sasquatch Summit Research Conference in Grays Harbor, Washington. Grays Harbor, where's that? Uh, so it's on the coast. Yeah, probably. Bob Gimlin's going to be there. 
Jeff Meldrum's going to be there. Really? Yeah. Sing him your song. <laughs> I'm sure he'll love it. Uh, where the fuck is Gray's Harbor? Yeah, it's on the coast. Show me a bigger map, Google. <clears throat> Gray's my Harbor. I have been. Uh, Gray's Harbor appears to be a county. Okay. Yeah, okay. Yeah, it's a whole county. Huh. Ocean Shores, Westport. So it's uh, it looks like it's at the... Yeah, it's way on the coast. So that's... But you could visit... We could visit Olympic National Forest if we go. Yeah. See some big feet. Bigfoots. Oh, we go to a town called Queets. <laughs> Queets? Just, I just want to go there because that's what it's called. Visit the Queets Trading Post. What? Oh, okay. Yeah, that's way on Okay, so oh, there's the Wishka that uh, that uh, there's a Nirvana album named after. Yeah, Aberdeen. I think uh, Aberdeen is where. Yeah. Um, what's uh, Kurt Cobain was from? Yep. Right. Yes, it is. So, so we could we could go to this conference, go to the national park, and then visit the birthplace of grunge. Cool. Sure. Maybe. Suck, suck at Pearl Jam. Yeah. But next year, Nebraska for sure. Because that would be so much fun. Oh my god, yes! Just this tiny little dump town. Record their answers to silly questions. Dress. We got to have a different costume for both days. So like, I'll be Mothman one day. My Friday. It's my Friday costume. <laughs> or be be different types of Bigfoot. Like one day you'd be a Bigfoot costume, and the next day we'll drown you in patchouli, and you can be a skunk ape. <laughs> trying to figure out how to get our paper mache Nessie on the airplane. <laughs> oh my god, why do you smell like stinkor from He-Man? <laughs> I'm skunky. I had that guy. Me too. Did both of his legs fall off? Because everyone else I know who had him, including myself, his legs fell off. Well, mine was fine. I think I broke yeah. his armor at some point. But... Yeah, I, I found his torso in my mom's basement like four years ago. Still fucking stunk to high heaven. Oh, I don't remember mine stinking that much. That's bad. No, actually, that's good. It's bad that it stunk so bad. <laughs> what a fun line that was. I had I had Moss Man. Yeah. Stinky, and I had Whip, Whiplash. It was just a, a lit, like Every one of them did something cool. Mm-hmm. So Whiplash had a, a springy, had a rotatable waist. Yep. So he'd whip you with his tail. I had uh, Thunder Punch He-Man where you put the gun caps on the back. Oh, I didn't have that one. That I remember that sweet. one, though. Okay, there's I also... Have, I did not have Fisto, unfortunately, but... Oh, yeah. Fisto was the shit. Fisto just had a huge fist. Uh, there's one in Lexington, Kentucky, which is a pretty easy drive for me. Called just called CryptoCon, and that's all purpose. That would be a good one for cosplay because then people wouldn't be like, "This is a Bigfoot convention. Why are you dressed like Mothman?" <laughs> uh, so they you are doing it. Here. They are doing it in 2019 in September, first week of September, first weekend of September in 2019. There's going to be the CryptoCon in Kentucky. CryptidCon. So, hey, if you want to come out and visit first weekend of September, we can drive down to Kentucky. And then you could build a more elaborate, silly costume if you can drive it there. Yeah, like you could, if you get here a little early, we could we could build a bunch of shit and then drive it down. Okay, so it's half an hour. Let me, let me do my cryptid now. We just killed a whole bunch of time with this stupid Bigfoot conference that we're totally going to. <laughs> <clears throat> what's your what's your your creature so mine is bigfoot related actually i thought that finally uh after what 46 episodes of people listening to the theme song i would tell the story of ape canyon oh okay because this one for some reason this one always stuck with me i remember reading this in a, in a cryptozoology book when i was a little kid and it it gave me the heebie-jeebies and i don't know why but I remember this all the way, you know, 30 years later. Did, are you familiar with this one? 
Yeah, I'm surprised we haven't done this one yet. Yeah. So the basic, the short version of Abe Canyon is some dudes in 1924 were in a cabin in the woods and claimed to have been attacked by Sasquatches who threw rocks at them. Yeah, just like your song says. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but the long version is that it was a bunch of old-timey prospectors out working a claim. Yep. Uh, Marion Smith, Roy Smith, Fred Beck, Gabe Lefevre, and John Peterson. Uh, The claim was on the Muddy, a branch of the Lewis River. So they were on the Muddy River. And uh, it's it's hard to separate the fact from the fiction and uh, the elaborations from what actually happened here. Because the story has been told and retold many, many times over nearly a century at this point. So I actually went back and found the the newspaper coverage of exactly what the Oregonian newspaper said when it was reported to them in July of 1924. And then we'll go from there. All right? All right. So <clears throat> front page of the Oregonian on July 13th, 1924. Headline, Fight with Big Apes Reported by Miners. Fabled beasts are said to have bombarded cabin. One of animals said to appear like huge gorilla is killed by party. Kelso, Washington, July 12th. Special report. The strangest story to come from the Cascade Mountains was brought to Kelso today by Marion Smith, the son Roy Smith, Fred Beck, Gabe Lefevre, and John Peterson, who encountered the fabled mountain devils or mountain gorillas of Mount St. Helens this week, shooting one of them and being attacked through the night by rock bombardments of the beast. So the way this kind of gets elaborated is that one of the dudes put a bullet in the head of a creature he saw peeking out from behind a tree. And that it just seemed fine, but it ran away. And then later that night, they came back and got their revenge. So they described the creatures as being seven feet tall. They appeared to weigh 400 pounds. And they walked erect, of course. It wouldn't be interesting if they didn't have two feet that they were walking on. And the Indians have told them about the, quote, mountain devils for 60 years. Oh, Mm -hmm. That Native American currency in here. Yep. So uh, after they shot the one, oh, I was mistaken. They shot one and they said it fell over a precipice. Uh, then the men uh, or the animals bombarded the cabin with showers of rocks, some of them very large ones. They knocked chunks out of the log cabin. Some fell through a hole in the roof. And two of the rocks hit Beck, uh, which rendered him unconscious for nearly two hours. Now, I just want to point out that when you're unconscious for more than a few minutes from trauma, you are not coming back right. Yeah, that's bad. So either they're exaggerating how long he was out, or he is no longer a reliable source of information. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, the prospectors built a new cabin this year, and it is believed to uh, it believed it is close to a cave thought to be occupied by the animals. So they learned nothing from this experience, I guess. Uh. Then, later on that week, there was further coverage. They followed up on the 16th and the 17th. So, on the 16th, the the headline is, Big Hairy Indians Back of Ape Tail. Mountain Devil's Mystery Grows Deeper. Giant said to roam hills, shaggy creatures kill game by hypnotism, it is said. Ventriloquism is used. Red Men's editor at Hoquiam gives theory of reported attack at Spirit Lake. I like how old-timey headlines are like, Episode titles from Dragon Ball Z. <laughs> the ventriloquism used. Like, they really, really don't want to bury the lead to the point where they basically write an article in the headline. Uh, so, according to according to uh, da, 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 uh, folks from the Siatic Sia- tribe of Indians, uh, Northwestern uh, Athabascan tribe, uh, they have known about these creatures for a long time. Oh, hold on. No, I'm fucking this up. Excuse me. Northwestern Coast Athabascan Indians call the hairy ape men of this area the Sihatek or Sihatka. I I looked this up because it is apparently apparently actually a thing, and there are a bunch of different ways to pronounce it, so I'm going to go with Sihatek. 
Uh, in Salish mythology, Siatic are large, wild, hairy men of the forest. There are two different kinds that appear in folklore, powerful but comparatively benign spirits, sometimes called the night people, and fearsome, malevolent man-eaters, sometimes referred to as stick Indians. They are often confused in folklore and anthropology alike. So uh, Salish Indians have this this idea that at least by 1924 they were applying to things that white people said. Um, or white people were stealing it. Who knows? But um, it, it the, the newspaper makes it sound like this was a thing that actually goes back for quite some time and it wasn't just white people stealing a Native American idea. Uh, but they do, in fact, kill game by hypnotism, it says. Uh, where does it say? They kill their game by hypnotism. They have great supernatural powers. They also have the gift, gift of ventriloquism and have deceived many ordinary Indians by throwing their voices. That's that's pretty great. Uh, also, they do vaudeville. <laughs> yeah, this is like Superman's list of powers during the Golden Age. Well, oh, what else can me. what else can the Sihotic do? Um, he uh, can uh, shoot tiny ape men out of his hand. <laughs> and he speaks the magic word and grows in size. Uh, <laughs> this is great. They can well, imitate. The guy writing this article is that is just that dude from Spider Man. <laughs> it's J. Jonah Jameson. More pictures of Bigfoot. I need more Bigfoot pictures, damn it. He's a menace. <laughs> so, kind of a ventriloquist. Now the Sihotic tribe, they can imitate any bird of the Northwest, especially the Blue Jay. They have a very keen sense of smell. Oregon Indians at times have been greatly humiliated by the Sihotic's vulgar sense of humor. Like, so I'm envisioning, like, a dude just, like, taking a shit, and, and then the night tribe just, like, steals his toilet paper. And then he has to, like, go back to everybody and be like, hey... That needs more elaboration. Could I, could I, could I borrow some toilet paper? Let's see how to, you still, I still got poop on my butt. They always trick you into looking at their dicks. Because <laughs> they throw your, they throw their voice so you, you think they're in one direction, but then, then you, you look, look the other you're, direction you're and, and there's another Kill. one with his dick out. Like, oh, he, he tricked me. Ah, oh, God damn it. He's walking erect again. <laughs> So here's where we get to a quote from uh, an actual Indian, uh, Henry Napoleon. Boy, that's uh, certainly a Native American name right there. Henry Napoleon of the Clalum tribe. Clalum tribe, I'm going to guess. Clalum. Clalum. It looks like Clalum. He came upon one of the members of the Seatic tribe while out hunting on Vancouver Island. And he said, quote, I had been visiting relatives near Duncan, B.C., and while there I had been told many stories about the Sihotics by the Cowichan tribe of British Columbia and warned by them not to go too far into the wilderness. However, in following a buck I had, wo- I had wounded, I went in further than I expected. It was twilight when I came across an animal I believed to be a big bear, but as I aimed at him with my gun, he looked and spoke to me in my own tongue. He was about seven feet tall, and his body was very hairy. He invited me to sit down. He told me I had come upon him unaware, and his mind had been projected to distant relatives of his. Otherwise, he would never have been seen. So magic. Yeah. So then uh, he gave him some drugs. I mean, the, big, the Bigfoot gave Mr. Napoleon some strange medicine. Oh. And big, hey, Bigfoot, do you party? <laughs> you know it. Me and DJ Squanch. Oh, Bigfoot is just cool. Bigfoot just gives everybody cocaine. That's what they don't tell you about Bigfoot is when you run into him. He's just like, hey, man. Hey. You want a key? You want some? You want some coca, my lady? You want some coca? Ups with Bigfoot. So uh, so that was in 20 uh, – that was J- July 20 uh, – 16th, excuse me, 1924. And then July 17th, 1924, eight punts to follow, Indians predict. Seatic said to roam at Spirit Lake, strange events related. Big-breasted giants take revenge on tribesmen. This all sounds like a pulp story that I really want to see adapted into a movie. Cedar is left on dead. Shaggy monsters reputed to be strong enough to pull off heads of humans. Uh, and then subheadline: Spirit Lake Weird. <laughs> One of the Upper Chihalas, the Cowlitz, and the Quinault. Old Indians of the Upper Chihalas, the Cowlitz, and the Quinault assert that Spirit Lake is a weird lake. <laughs> I, well, I guess right, there's yeah. shaggy Are, monsters. 
ripping heads off. I mean, like, that's where the kids go to pretend to be Satanists. Uh, I mean, that's kind of weird, I guess. So, yeah. Um, so that that was contemporary coverage, which I think it's fair to say was pretty sensationalistic even imme- like immediately. It was immediately sensationalistic to cover the story of these old-timey prospectors who claim to have seen a Bigfoot and then been attacked by a whole bunch of them. Um, now, many, many years later, Beck, okay, the guy who had been unconscious for two hours, <clears throat> he's the man who made this story more famous by relaying his 40-year-old version of it to uh, um, Roger Patterson of Patterson, the Patterson-Gimlin film. Oh, okay. And let me see if I can find where is the bookmark where I found information about that. So, hold on a second. I didn't organize my notes very well uh, today because I didn't have a lot of time. So, uh, yes. So, in 1966, so 42 years later, uh, Roger Patterson uh, interviewed this dude... Oh, God damn it. No, I fucked up. Uh, uh, 1952. Okay. Here's where I messed up. Okay, yeah. 1966, Roger Patterson uh, interviewed him for a book called Do Abominable Snowmen of America Really Exist? Uh, and he elaborated. Okay, so he now claimed that for two years previous to the Ape Canyon attack, they had all seen big footprints in the area. And that he knew a man who had encountered a, quote, hairy great fella when he was fishing in the Spirit Lake area. He said the other prospectors had heard noises like whistling and then something doing chest pounding, which there's no way he could have known in 1966 that apes pound their chest and built that into a story. So, I mean, it sounds legit. Um, But then a couple of things were changed. In this version, now this is the version I read as a kid, uh, having rocks thrown at you by Bigfoots like all night is is kind of frightening enough as it is. But now he claims that they were actively trying to get into the cabin. They were trading bullets with these Bigfoots rocks. Some of the Bigfoots got onto the roof. They fired up through the ceiling. uh, And uh, some of them... Uh, one of them tried to break into the cabin and, like, succeeded in getting an arm through a hole that had been knocked in the grouting by a rock and attempting to, like, reach in and grab an axe. But then they, like, shot at it or whatever, and it and it pulled its hand back. Um, and now he is saying that he shot an animal, one of the uh, forest devils or mountain devils, after the night attack in the morning. So, at first he said that they shot one before the attack. Now he's saying one got shot afterwards. But either way, he's claiming to have killed one. But... But it fell off a cliff and was lost. Yeah, it fell off a cliff and then Tommy Lee Jones couldn't find it for another half an hour. (laughs) So, so yeah. So, this was... uh, This was... uh, the story that Patterson got out of him. Uh, and then Beck himself wrote a book about it. Let me find the title of that book. I fought the eight men of Mount St. Helens, Washington uh, books an overstatement. It was kind of like, it was more of a pamphlet. So uh, this was published in 1967 and it's long enough not to wit to not read on a podcast, but short enough that you can actually read it. Uh, I will put a, a link in the show notes. And oh God, where's the good stuff? It's very long. So let's see. Sorry for the dead air. So let's see, they're they're in bed, they're in their cabin that they had built. It was a small cabin, and then uh, there was a great commotion outside, a great number of feet trampling and rattling over a pile of our unused shakes. We grabbed our guns. Hank squinted through the space left by the chinking. So this is this has been uh, some where some of the rocks had knocked loose 
uh, some of the grout, like I mentioned before. By actual count, we saw only three of the creatures together at one time, but it sounded like there were many more. Later on, okay, it's 1967, some accounts state I was hit in the head by a rock and knocked unconscious. This is not true. Oh, okay. Oh, I guess he's a reliable source again. But, yeah, so he, he relays the story of them shooting their guns all through the night. They attacked all night. They had to brace the door because they were trying to get in. And then they just took off the next day and didn't even take any of their equipment with them. So, uh, yeah, one day I will read this entire thing. It's kind of fascinating, but a little bit crazy because this, this predates... This is like, okay, there's an old story I want to do one of these days. I cannot for the life of me remember the name of it, but it's a guy who, like, in the 70s claimed that in the 20s he had been kidnapped by a family of Sasquatches. That's right. I remember, yeah. I right? So it's the same sort of thing where this happened or it's claimed to have happened way before anybody gave a shit about Bigfoot. Which was, is yeah, they lived with these lived with a family of them for yeah, a week or something. yeah, and like watched them have sex with each other and raise the kids or whatever. So yeah, um, uh, uh, apparently at some point in this book, Beck claims that uh, the, the, the they were extra dimensional Bigfoots. Awesome. They just... Yeah, they, they they were spiritual creatures. They weren't. Harry, and maybe that's why you, you know they never found the corpse. Because it's true. It just, maybe they're just uh, like the doctor. Yeah, he just took off in a tart. He landed in a TARDIS falling down the cliff. They're Time Lords. Yeah, big, hairy Time Lords. Uh, but the most popular explanation, and this is coming from a Slate article that covers it, uh, is there was a gang of local youth that were bombarding the cabin with rocks from a ridge up above it. Apparently, there's a there's a record that there was a group of YMCA campers, uh, preteen and teenage boys, it sounds like, who were hiking with their 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 camp people, their counselors that day, and throwing rocks down hills to land on the roof of this cabin. <laughs> so I love the idea that they're like, no, it's. We saw the ape men. We saw the ape men of Ape Canyon. And it's just like kids being dicks. Using their ventriloquism skills. <laughs> Doing great impressions of birds. Their magic. Yeah. So uh, that's a, that's about it for Ape Canyon until... Oh, shit. Where I, I got I to gotta bring this up. I have this somewhere. Okay. Until uh, 2013... When some um, cryptozoological researchers claim to have found, potentially found the site of the cabin, of the, of the ape cabin in Ape Canyon. Because nobody knew where it was. But these guys have just been, like, walking through the woods, randomly looking for a while, based on descriptions from the various stories that Beck and the other guys told. Um and they think they have found it, but they won't tell anybody where it is. Oh. Yeah. Geez. Yeah, due to the sensitive nature of this historic site, I'm really, really, really sorry, but we can't go into specific details about the site's location. Please don't ask. Which is like, every time they find a new tomb in the Valley of the Kings, they're like, yeah, here's where it is. And that's way more sensitive than an old-timey prospector's cabin that may have had some monkey stones thrown at it. 100 years ago this is a this is a little offensive to me that these guys are just going out and doing what they call excavating and they're actually digging up artifacts like there's act wherever they're digging there is something there that is of historical or uh, like archaeological value the bigfoot hunters are fucking it up yeah and now they're fucking it up and they won't tell anybody where it is because they think they're the ones who are qualified to do an archaeological excavation oh for fuck's sake so yeah in a museum They've discovered a uh, wire uh, 16 inches long with a coil loop at one end. Uh, they found a nail 4 inches long, some spoons, and then they started finding more and more nails and got to a rotten horizontal log about 6 inches underground, all caps, with the nails driven into it. Uh, sigh. Yeah. So more expeditions planned to the site, but... Uh, you know, they're not going to hire any actual scientists because that would be silly. That would be silly. 
That would be incredibly silly. Um, the real scientists would know. <laughs> maybe they have tried, and the archaeologists are like, no, dude, I've got, like, Science. other we shit, have to do. shit to do. Uh, I'm not going to go looking for a Bigfoot house with you. I'm sorry, my friend. So, yeah, um, that is uh, that is roughly the story of Ape Canyon. Yeah, that was in all the books. Yeah, it was. That that story. Yeah, I don't know. It does. It doesn't bother me. It doesn't scare me anymore. Not like fucking Deloy's ape. That creepy ass thing. Ugh. But uh, it's it is a notable tale, and it's fucking ridiculous. Sounds like a cold open for an X Files episode. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And and even in 1924, and then it flashes forward to 1997, and Mulder's like, "Hey, Scully, have you ever been to the Cascades?" Uh, no, Mulder. I've never heard of Abe Canyon. <laughs> well, let me so, just so over. It. Let me tell you about the the Stick Indian tribe. Yeah, I'm surprised they never. I mean, they did their Bigfoot episode, but didn't it turn out to just be like feral humans? Or was that oh, a different that's one? Jersey Devil one. Oh, that's right. That was the Jersey Devil one. So, yeah, um, I don't have a real animal for this episode, which is probably for the best because we've gone on pretty long. Yeah. Final but, Ape Canyon thoughts? No. No? I don't have any. You don't want to make fun of the old-timey prospectors anymore? Ooh. Oh, I see. Look at out there, boys. It's a monkey. It's just old Gus. <laughs> Ooh. Gosh golly. Old Gus is beating on his chest something fierce. <laughs> Googly moogly. Were their mules okay? Tarnation. Uh, there was no mention of their mules. I hope so. Gus and Cookie and Tim. I really hope that the mules didn't get eaten by the nightstick Indian peoples. <laughs> yeah. Ooh, I was prospecting. <laughs> Tarnation. <laughs> these, these apes got gumption. <laughs> All right. So I guess with that, uh, let's play us out. And just remind everybody that our playout music here. It's called Rock and Gravel, which is a pure coincidence to the fact that we just discussed Big Feet throwing rocks and gravel at, at a bunch of guys with guns in the woods yeah. in 1924. public domain. Yeah, it's, it's, that's why it's public domain and it's weird, so I like it. All right. Oh, by the way, thanks for listening, everybody. And uh, go do the stuff on the social media stuff. And... Uh, um, look forward to our GoFundMe for our own bullshit uh, Bigfoot conference. Please donate to it so that we can do the Bigfoot Color Guard, uh, do it up like the Bigfoot Color Guard deserves. Thanks again, everybody. Bye. Bye.